Your beliefs in business can be extremely powerful, leading to the greatest of successes or the most epic of failures. Fortunately, how you think about yourself and your business is entirely up to you. To help you stop feeling stuck, we're sharing five core business beliefs you need to adopt right now so you can enjoy more success. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey, Megan. Hey, Teresa. You know, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection recently. Right now, we're in some really challenging times. Amen to that. Yep. The most challenging I can remember in my lifetime. With COVID-19 keeping us isolated, peaking racial tensions around the globe, and anxiety and fear at a seemingly all-time high, it's more crucial than ever to look inward. It's easy to be influenced in a negative way by outside factors. Feeling sad, angry, and frightened is understandable. And for entrepreneurs, there are many other layers thrown into that mix. And those go way beyond money. You and I have had many discussions about this. I mean, yeah, we we really sure have. It is such a bizarre time right now. That's a good word. (laughs) It is. It's so strange. I vacillate from angry to sad multiple times a day. You know, you try to stay positive, but there feels like there's this constant cloud of worry and doom hanging over us. Some days I'm really good at ignoring the cloud. Other days, not so much. Uh, Yeah, I know what you mean about the cloud. Professionally, many entrepreneurs have experienced the decline in business, and some have even lost their businesses. Personally, a lot of people are devastated and exhausted from the emotional roller coaster we're all on. It hurts to watch something you put your heart and soul into fall apart. It certainly does hurt. It really is so painful. I feel badly for everyone who's struggling right now. What's going on in the world today is affecting us on so many levels. There are the business and economic aspects, Then there are the personal and emotional aspects. It's overwhelming. It is. You know, my coaching business pretty much came to a screeching halt a few weeks into quarantine. It was scary. And while I was worried, I was really more angry. As a result, many of my limiting beliefs started popping back up. And I just wanted to crawl under a rock somewhere. (laughs) It was bad. There were a couple of weeks where I didn't do anything at all in my business. I was just dead frozen in my tracks when it came to working. Not knowing what to do, I did nothing. Did that happen for you, Megan? Well, when everything started to happen in March, my creativity took a massive nosedive. It's like it left the building. My business didn't change too much from a client at work perspective, but I was so stressed, angry, and upset. And those feelings negatively impacted my energy and my productivity. A project that would normally take a few days to complete took me like a week or two. 
and I completely fell behind schedule, that made my emotions that much more intense. Oh, I can totally understand that. It's a perpetuating cycle when that happens, right? Yeah. For me, I just needed to take that time away from my business just to step back and reflect. And I didn't beat myself up about it, but I knew that eventually I needed to get into action. And I did, but I also felt really stuck. And when I start feeling stuck, I like to go back to basics. To get started, I pulled out my plan for the year, which is why having one is so great because at least you have a starting point, right? That's true. I began to reorder the strategies and milestones that I'd set. Then I thought about other things I could add in or replace for right now. We spoke many times about contingency plans and new next steps, but you know those limiting beliefs were still in there. And I, I really wanted to seem like I had it all together. And I talked a lot about what I wanted to do. But then behind the scenes, it was a different story. With those limiting beliefs bubbling up, I found myself falling back into some old, really bad habits. And what I did was I made myself busy again. But the truth was the busy was the way that I kept from actually dealing with the things I need to deal with. And I really wasn't taking any meaningful action on anything that mattered with the exception of this podcast. However, inevitably, my mindset issues started to spill into the messy desk. It affected my work in some old, familiar ways. And even though it wasn't a good thing, there was something comfortable in that familiar. Now, one time not too long ago, I was struggling with writing one of our episodes. And then you came in and wrote two that week, bailing me out. Do you remember that? I do remember that. But I didn't think of writing those episodes as bailing you out. As someone who was going through some creative paralysis, I just thought you were struggling too. You seemed distracted and unfocused, which is really not like you at all. You're committed to our mission and to your business, so I knew something was going on. And for whatever reason, I think it was divine intervention. Those two episodes were really easy to write. So it worked out perfectly. You were so kind and thoughtful. I really couldn't be more grateful to have you as a friend and a business partner. You know, however, I was so mortified. Knowing you could somehow see my mess made me aware of what was actually happening. My fears had started to crop back up. Really, that's what it was. You were mortified. You seemed embarrassed. And really, there was nothing to feel badly about. But you did feel bad. Like me, I think you're really hard on yourself. Oh, yeah, I can be. And I certainly was at this point in time. It's just one of the effects that fear can have on you. You know, fear is debilitating. It keeps you small. You remain stuck when you're afraid. Phrases like, I can't and I'm not good enough permeate your thoughts. They spill out into your language. Then you start to self-sabotage. Ugh. Yeah, that's what was happening for me. Getting anything over any kind of finish line was difficult. And it's a terrible cycle to be in. First, you think that limiting thought, then you obstruct your own progress. That leads to evidence that your limiting thought is right. And round and round it goes. Yeah, it is a vicious cycle. It's terrible, but I bet a lot of people are familiar with self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. 
limiting beliefs are called that because they limit you. They limit your progress and your success. And we do it to ourselves, which makes it even more frustrating. I am no stranger to limiting beliefs. What beliefs limit you? Would you mind giving us a few examples? I can share a few. Um, specifically around this particular time, right? In the last few months. Um, first was the perfectionism. Everything I did, whether it was a piece of writing, a graphic, or a video, had to be just right before I could put it in front of anybody. Um, this is what was happening with that podcast episode. I wanted it to be brilliant and perfect. When it wasn't coming out perfectly, then I felt like a failure. Completely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. The fear of failure led to procrastination. Now, for me, procrastination comes in the form of doing other work. Now, that quote-unquote other work is typically unimportant, unnecessary, or both. Is that your busy work? Yeah, that's my busy work. <laughs> For example, with the podcast episode, I didn't focus my research well. One article would lead me off on a wild tangent. Then that made me question my original concept. And I changed my premise only to find myself back onto the original idea. I see Megan's giggling at me because she can relate to this. <laughs> so I wasted, wasted hours and hours. The limiting beliefs that were derailing me were, I have to be perfect. If I fail, I'll disappoint everyone. And I don't know enough about my area of expertise, so I need more information. And then the consequences of having those thoughts were that, I felt anxious. I wasted energy, effort, and time. I failed to meet my deadline, which only rooted my fear. I had a massive amount of guilt, and I worried that I'd let you down and that you'd regret working with me. Which, of course, would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly applied a lot of unnecessary pressure to yourself, but if I'm just being transparent here, I do the same thing so I can relate. I completely battle with perfectionism and the fear of disappointing others, which I think is actually tied to the feeling that I'm not good enough. Anyway, I didn't know you were feeling that way about those episodes, and I really wish you'd said something. Well, I couldn't at the time. But the funny thing is, just through that, I've learned a lot more about you. So, you know... Now I know I can, right? That's, yeah, that's good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> so anyway, even though I'm embarrassed to admit it, the situation that I described just demonstrates how fast things spin out of control, right? The mind is amazing though. You can change your viewpoints anytime you'd like. So that's what I did. Instead of staying in that headspace, I talked about it with people like you and then I reframed the thoughts I was having and I got myself back on track. And I'm so glad you did. You know, the negative stuff stands in the way of accomplishing your goals and your dreams. It blocks your success. That's why it's important to change the negative into positive. We talked about how to reframe negative thoughts at length in episode 11. Maybe you can repeat the process one more time for us, Teresa? Sure. Here's a recap of the process. First, become aware of your negative thought. Just let it happen. Then ask yourself, is it true? Then identify where that thought came from. 
And then once you understand that that limiting thought usually is born of somebody else's fear, then you can reframe it. You have the ability to change your mindset. And once you do, things get easier in business and in life. The hardest part of limiting beliefs is the shame I feel when I let defeatist attitudes pull me in a direction that isn't healthy for me, professionally or personally. Limiting beliefs are never true. You can change them and you need to because your mindset determines your success. Yes, your mindset does determine your success. I love that and I agree with it. Changing my mindset has been one of the biggest challenges in my business. Your beliefs about yourself and your perspective affect your outcomes. Okay, so what if you've been feeling negative? What if your mindset isn't where it needs to be? Today, we're helping you with five core business beliefs that you can implement right now to create forward momentum to feel happier and to achieve more success in your business. Teresa, you're starting us off with number one. Yes, I am. The first core business belief to adopt is I'd rather try and fail than never take a risk. I believe the only things you truly regret in life are those you didn't have the courage to do. There are plenty of times in my business when I've fallen completely flat on my face. I've had my share of failures, strategies that didn't work, copy that didn't resonate, launches that fell flat. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, we've all had that. And sure, I might feel slightly annoyed or even ticked off thinking that I wasted time on something, but each failure provides valuable insight that helps me grow as an entrepreneur. If I didn't fail, I'd never learn those lessons. Taking reasonable, calculated risks is a part of owning a business. Accept and embrace that failing is part of your learning process. Those are those messy moments Megan and I are always talking about. It's those messy moments where the growth, progress, and magic happen in your business. You got to have them. Yep. I promise you that if you never take risks, you'll never truly succeed in life or in business. Really successful people are constantly taking risks, not necessarily crazy, spontaneous ones, but well thought out and calculated ones. Okay. What's next, Megan? Next up, perfectionism can be a huge thorn in your side. That's why core business belief number two is to adopt the mindset that it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be out there. Or as I like to say it, done is better than perfect. As Hockey Hall of Famer Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. In other words, you can't succeed if you don't try. So true. Successful people know it's all about putting yourself and your stuff out into the world, whether it's perfect or not. Aim for imperfect action over perfect inaction. The sooner you get your stuff out there, the sooner you can start helping people. No one is perfect. Focusing on perfection will keep you from your dreams and from the impact you want to make. Believe me, I know because I've struggled with this. You can always make tweaks and changes later, so don't get consumed by the need for perfection. That's so good and true. Okay, here's something to think about for a bit. You can just know on this. In every 
fiscally challenging time, there have been businesses that have survived and even thrived. Both Megan and I know entrepreneurs who are crushing it right now in this trying time. Yeah, we definitely do. So why is that? Well, they've probably harnessed core business belief number three, which is I'm responsible for my own success. You can't get anywhere if you start playing the blame game. No one is responsible for your success but you. Blaming is just another form of excuse making. Once you realize you're the only one who's responsible for your success, well, then it frees you up to move forward and try new things. Focus on finding solutions, then get to work. Ultimately, you'll know you've succeeded because you have the knowledge, skill, and drive to make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. You know that I believe in personal responsibility and accountability, so I love that you're encouraging people to be the leader of their own destiny. Okay, moving on. This next statement is cliche, but it's one of the most important things you can remember as an entrepreneur. When you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. So that leads me to core business belief number four that you need to adopt. I can't please everyone all the time. Trying to please everyone will make you blend into the background. You'll be seen as someone who has no strong opinions or who is just plain wishy-washy. Potential clients won't see that you have a solution to their problem. They'll overlook you and choose your competition. Be crystal clear on who your ideal customer or client is and then serve them to the best of your ability. Don't worry about everybody else. If you're not sure who your ideal client is, get laser focused on the problem you solve and the outcome you help others achieve. Yes, this will exclude some people from your community since they don't need your help or like your opinion. And that's okay. Your goal isn't to please every person on the planet. And you can't. And you Uh, won't. (laughs) No. No, you won't. Okay. Have you ever found yourself thinking you needed more education or more skills? Maybe you believe you need a bigger audience before you can get started on something in your business. Perhaps you think you need the right branding before you can start. There's always something. There's always something. It's really easy to get caught up in the mindset of, I'll start when. The truth is, you're already there, which makes core business belief number five, I have everything I need to start. Sure, maybe you'll need some more training or some help along the way. Actually, you probably will. But that shouldn't stop you from starting. Then growing, building, and improving as you go along. As I like to say, you are greater than the excuses you make. So stop waiting and start moving forward. And that wraps up the five core business beliefs we wanted to share with you. If you're looking to attract success in your business or life, try adopting these mindset shifts. How you think about yourself and your business have a huge impact on whether or not you succeed. So keep working on your beliefs and your mindset. Anything you want to add, Teresa? Absolutely. Remember to start small. Adopting only one of these beliefs to begin with will make a world of difference in your mindset. That leads to achieving success in a bigger, more positive way. 
All right, that's it for today. If you miss something, we always have the show notes available at MessyDustPodcast.com. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy, because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. So that leads me to core belief. Why am I skipping words? I want to get done faster. <laughs> I must be focused on lunch. All right. <laughs> <laughs>